wonder if any of our listeners out there have ever had Sunny D hard seltzer. You're listening to Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats podcast with Big Mike and Casey, WBCS. Take it away, Big Mike. What's happening, everybody? It's your old buddy, Big Mike, coming at you tonight. Might be a little late, but it's all right because we are here. We got a great show for you tonight. Show for you tonight. NASCAR playoffs. We got Subway Slams list. We're going to talk NFL opening Thursday night. We got a special guest, Rock and Roll Retrospective, and lots of other jibber jabber that you've come to love, hopefully not loathe, on Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats. Take it away, Casey. You know, I was wondering this Sunny D hard seltzer I saw the other day, and I, I wondered is this like the. Uh... The official uh, soft drink uh, of Florida Man, right? I would definitely say so. I mean, I haven't had Sunny D in a while, but I was like, "Yikes, that's about the most hillbilly drink I've ever seen in my life." I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of Sunny Delight. Seltzer, no less. Yeah, that makes it even weirder. It's very weird. You probably couldn't drink more than one. I wonder how much sugar is in that. I mean, uh, any of these seltzers, I'm sure there's the sugar content's pretty, pretty up there. Melissa, you have one. Two what, grams. Two grams. What per, what is your daily percentage on a two thousand calorie diet? Well, this says two grams is four percent. Four percent. Okay, I bet you Sunny D. Uh, I'm going to say it's like more. That's going to be like twenty or thirty percent of your daily sugar intake. You're probably right on one seltzer because sunny d that would like to rot your teeth out with one like gulp <laughs> very very sweet maybe that's where all the diabetes 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 hey you know what what are your feelings on a, a good old-fashioned beer dog oh, beer yeah. dog yeah you know like a hot dog you put a little beer when you're making them oh dad growing <laughs> up we always made hot dogs that way I was boil the hot dogs in the beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just explained this to you know, sweet Melissa. She's like, Sweet Melissa, was that something strange? Oh, yeah, really. My reaction was, What? I was like, I think we're next time we have hot dogs, we're gonna have to, you know, partaketh in the the, the beer. beer Yes, growing up, we always did that. My dad's like, Oh, we're gonna make beer hot dogs. Yep, (laughs) boil them in the beer. Yep. I've been there a couple times. Yeah. I'm that's... like, whoa, what's going on? I'm like, ooh, this is fun. <laughs> brats are also, when you when yeah, you poach your brats great. before yeah. you put them on the grill, you want to poach them in the beer. Yeah. But do you leave it set for a long time beforehand? No, no, no. You just you no. get it to boil. It, it, you, know, you, make, you make it no different than you would make uh-huh. boiled hot dogs or whatever. You just use beer. Yeah. And as a kid, I'd get a sip out of the beer. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dad, can I have a sip? Sure. Of yeah. <laughs> and it was bush beer, so it was, it was good. Can I get a little sip? Yes, a little, just small. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're a kid, that's about as much as you can handle. So bitter, you know, like your 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 taste buds mm-hmm. are not developed that way. Your taste buds have not evolved into beer buds yet. <laughs> so there's, all right, so you have like sweet, sour, bitter, something else, but there's actually like a fifth one. I know you guys are like Casey. Here we like, go. No, no. It's like called it like Unami. Unami, I believe it's called, but it has to do with like uh, on your palate where Very Japanese. Well, it has something to do with like meaty 
flavors. Um, yes. So, but when I was reading, though, they're like, that's the reason why cats go insane over tuna fish. Really? Because of like, like it, the meaty meatiness of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's just like perfect because cats don't really notice uh, sweet is not in their like not the in their taste buds. Not and um, but the unami portions very strong, and I guess like whatever the aroma and everything uh, that with just, the tuna, it just sets them off, and that's why it's just like cats just nuts over tuna. Fish. Wow, cats and I have. Something in common because I do love tuna. I wonder if they like Subway, the cats. No. Subway tuna. I, I like to do that. Do, do, you, do you ever eat tuna just straight out of the can? I have. I, I, have. I like I doing have. that. I, I'm a fan of that. Sure. So ever since having cats, I don't eat tuna very much. Like I feel like it's cat food now. Mm. Okay. I, actually, what I'm more apt to do, which I haven't done in a while, but because it was just kind of easy because I had Your a job tuna. where – no, no, no. The the tuna, they're coming in those little pouches. Oh, yeah. And some of them would be like flavored, like sure. lemon pepper or whatever. Or just even they had a plain one. Th- those I would eat plain because they were just a little easier. I don't need a can opener or whatever. Um, so, But oh, I, the know, flavored they, ones are pretty fun. They have. I did get these a little bit not so long ago. Those ones with the crackers. I think I would buy them for hurricanes. And then when the hurricane didn't come, I would bring them to lunch. Perfect. Mm. Yeah, it was like a small little can, like maybe three ounces. Oh, small can, but you can kind of mix it up and you get some of the crap. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, when I'd work in an office, I would kind of keep them in the drawer just as in, a backup, just in case I knew I had yeah, something I can know. eat. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to limit how many times I go out. I like the brown bag, but mm-hmm. some days, you know, um, you got to have a contingency. You know, and just in case of emergency, boom, little boom, tuna. Tuna. Everybody else is like, fuck, I'm hungry. And you're like, yep. I'm not. Yep. Yep. So I digress. Uh, NFL is officially back. And I want to say, I told you so. How about them lights? Yeah. So I, okay. <gasps> yeah. Get me up to speed because I had to go to bed early last night at a all right. To attend. So the Lions. At the half, I went to bed at halftime. They were down. They were down. They were down a touchdown. You know, here, here's what the, the Lions took, what was their team last year, which started really gelling those last four or five. And I really think they would have been a dark horse getting in the playoffs. They would have been a problem for somebody. They didn't. They just missed it. Uh, whatever. But they took that team. And built on it a very good draft. They got, you know, this good lineman, this Hutchinson. He's a Michigan guy. Uh, they got another Midwest kid uh, for a linebacker. He's like 6'4". He's, he's got a huge reach. He was just batting the ball out of there. Well, like, no name? kidding. Uh, I want to say like a Jacobs, Jacobson. And then – they have one guy though on their team, and it looks like it says because he'll run by real quick. And I'm like, is his last name Anal Zone? But it's Anal Zone. Anal Zone. What is it really? Uh, dude, come to the Anal, anal Zone. zone. <laughs> oh my God, I'm zone. Dude, so, dude. anyways, <laughs> Abuela. So, uh, but I think it's Analoni. 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 When he's running around zone. real quick, it looks like you've now entered the a- anal, anal Zone. zone. Anal Zone. Oh, God. 
Yeah, so that's yeah, hard. That's, uh, yeah, so the, the defense kept pressure on Mahomes. Mahomes didn't look exceptionally sharp, but they, they kept pressure on him. They wouldn't let him the run away. He had to No, that's something. the key with him. You gotta you gotta keep pressure on Mahomes. And you know, Detroit, they get their first downs and move the ball and you know, did well not turn over the ball and you know, second half they, they put it together and they stole it in the end. So um, Wow. How about that? Did we go to bed in the fourth quarter? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, but congratulations, Detroit. Look forward to, you know, seeing you guys in the postseason. Really upending things. Uh, my Buccaneers, I don't know what they're going to do. They have some young guys, good core. Um, we play Sunday, right? The yeah, we play Sunday, you know, but we got a weird division. I don't know if anyone's going to really run away with it. I think, you know, a lot of my friends think Atlanta is going to be a pushover. I think Atlanta is going to be tough. Uh, New Orleans is going to be only as good as them having Alvin Kamara and uh, you know, the Panthers are like the Bucs. You just don't know what you got with them. They got some young guys. They play good sometimes, and sometimes because they're a young team, they're inconsistent. So just a matter of, you know, how much they develop. Um, and if a lot of wide open, but, you know, Eagles are going to be good. I think the Bears are going to be really tough. That, that whole NFC North is going to be a very, very tough div- division. Um, I think there's going to be a very – good team that could be missing the playoffs out of there. Um, and I can't wait for the Jets to go on, too. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers can find out what New York media is all about. That, that Oh, he's going to get pummeled. I'm, I mean, I'll be the first one to be in line to buy a Newsday just to look at that big he's headline. Gonna, he's going to want to go back into the woods naked or whatever the fuck he did. He's going to go back to his panic room. Yeah, panic room. Yeah, go so, sit in the woods in his drawers, in his tidy whiteies. So, you know, got a lot of football games this weekend. So NFL's back. So, And then the other thing is, you know, college football's kind of now in full swing because you had week zero, now week. Um, couple big upsets. Uh, one of them being, I, I got to say, hats off to F-L-O-R-I-D-A-S-T-A-T-E, Florida State. Floor State, Floor State. You got to thank you. Yeah, well, so you know, they, they played great. Second half and just pulled away from LSU. They're just big plays. They had a couple receivers. Their their quarterback looks great. Uh, mm-hmm. Defense, they got a couple guys pass that could put really pressure on there. And uh, they have like a two-headed monster backfield mm-hmm. that they could probably run the ball earlier in the game, but – when they start running the ball in the fourth quarter ahead, LSU's defense was just like, uh, shit, <laughs> throw the white flag. They they knew, like, Brian Kelly, the coach at LSU, just had this he look. He looked so mad. Yeah, just more like in shock, like, uh, we're screwed. And that's a hard game to open your season with, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be a practice on Monday. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's going to be a it, tough one. Yeah. So, you know, congratulations, Florida State. And then Clemson, who's been a pretty big powerhouse, you know, they won a couple championships more recently, uh, got beat by three touchdowns against Duke. Uh, they thought Which it was a major, major upset. Yeah. Uh, they thought it was a basketball game. They're like, we're supposed to lose to Duke. Like, no, 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 it was a football game. You got to beat Duke. 
Um, and I mean, there was just no question in that game. So I don't know what's going on there. I'm like, shit, is Duke good? Or is Clemson really <laughs> bad? We'll find out soon. Um, otherwise, you know, nothing um, out of the norm in college football. Oh, yeah. Uh, dang it. Deion Sanders, congratulations. You won your first game. But I'm telling you guys, you're going to wish that that never would have happened. Um, now the guy will never shut up ever again. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, TCU, t- to their credit, doesn't know how to win a game without giving up 42 points. So, um, and they only scored 42 and they lost 45, 42, That's uh, whatever. That's crazy. They were so good last year. Yeah, but TCU gave up a lot of points. Right. I, the whole time. That whole conference of TCU and Oklahoma and, you know, it's just like, uh, I think I think Colorado's playing Nebraska and we're like, hey, we're going to really take it to them. Like, oh, listen, just settle down. This this ain't Tom Osborne's Nebraska of 97. Weren't they really good last year, too? No, no Nebraska hasn't been good in 20 years. Oh. They're horrible. Yeah. And if anyone from Nebraska ever listens to this podcast, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You guys have not been relevant in a long, long time. When I was in that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. When I was in school, and that was even a longer time ago. Stop. You're making me feel old. Yeah. So, you know, that's where we're at. So, college football's moving along, and, you know, baseball's moving along. Um, way sitting. He wants to probably talk about his old baby bombers, you know. Baby bombers? The baby bombers. What's that mean? Oh, he knows. Uh, these young guys they called up, uh, Dominguez being one of them. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, I did. Just another Yankee. What, the Yankee guys? Yeah, you know, they just like, oh, I only have to hit 115 feet into, you know, that little porch, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Made for a lefty. What's wrong with lefty? What's wrong with lefty? Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought, I thought uh, some music was going to be playing, but okay. Oh, well, we haven't had a cue. Not to- Ready? Hey, okay. um, Subway, you got to check your audio. We're getting a major feedback. feedback. Yep. Okay. Do you have headsets on or you got us on speakers? Uh, I got you guys on speakers. Yeah, you might want to be on a headset. It got better, it? Oh, well. <sighs> Folks, this is only the best and most professional show you'll listen to all week. Hey, Casey, if our fans to get in contact with us and tell us how great our show is and how much they enjoyed the production quality, mm. how can they do so? Well, they can reach Subway and uh, blame him and uh, just 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 go to New York City and just start yelling Subway. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll come a running. Somebody will. Yeah. He'll come running. But otherwise, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at the show at warmbeerandthecheapseats.com or you can reach us on uh, what was formerly known as Twitter. Now it's known as seats. X. We, what if we boycott calling it X and we just keep calling it Twitter? Well, you could still do that. We'll do like the little tweet sound when you get a tweet mm. because an X makes no noise. I didn't know you got a tweet sound ever. Come Didn't on. you? I don't know. I've never been on it. But. Da, da, 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Subway Slam. Hey, Subway. Yay. The one, the only. What? What's oh, up, guys? guys? All right. So, the- oh, my. Oh, there we go. Sorry. I'm fixing up the audio right now. Okay. okay. Again, production quality. Folks, if you want to get in contact with us about our great production quality, make sure you do so. So, um, okay. Well, he- I think we're good. Oh, you think you're good? All right. Yep. All right. Yeah, I don't hear myself. That's good. All right. Yeah. I just only can only, you know, hear the voices. In my All head. right. Mm. We are here. Yeah. And? Yep. And, uh, oh, you know what? We got some, uh, before I talk about Baby bon- Bombers, wrestling news. I think there's very important wrestling news that should be uh, talked about in this well, uh, why don't podcast. You, why don't you spill the beans? All right. Breaking news. Well, let's start with WWE. Um, so, first off, uh, congratulations to Gunther, who is now the longest reigning IC champion yeah. in WWE history. He passed I'll, the honky tonk man. I'll give him applause for that. Uh, uh, me too. Let, uh, come on, let's give him a little. All right, f- first off, he won. Um, outside outside of one was being well, actually, he lost one that was a count out. But Honk Honk Man had a lot of uh, questionable victories and DQs uh, during his whole tenure. Yeah. So. Well, he also had Jimmy Hart as like his this manager qualifications. So. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So th- th- I think this is more fitting for. Rap, uh, someone like Gunther, he's he's he. Hey, listen, you got to respect uh, talent. Yeah, uh, you took the words out of my mouth. Honky Tonk Man is fame, probably just based on either for two reasons: being one of the greatest heels of all time, and for that, uh, for his intercontinental reign. Gunther's going to be up liked, there in the Hall of Fame very soon. I only cared about Honky Tonk when he was paired up with uh. Uh, Greg the Hammer, and they had uh, the tag yeah. team Rhythm and Blues. Yeah, that was that was that was that was the only time I was kind of keen on him. Otherwise, uh, I found them rather annoying, and not in, even in the heel way. Just like I agree, I, I was never in a big honky tonk man fan. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I find and, him quite uh, annoying now. Oh, you're gonna talk about uh, your boy AEW? <laughs> well, I wanted to. Uh, uh, I wanted to lay the smack down here and um, challenge Gunther to an IC championship match. Yeah, oh, that's all right. right. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I will. <laughs> Me and him very soon. Um, Are you oh, talk about okay. Your- Another uh, <laughs> news. The legendary CM Punk. Fired from AEW. Yeah. Why was this? Was it released? Why CM Punk was axed? So, so uh, during All In, which was one of their, which is like their one of their most recent pay per views uh, in Wembley, uh, he had a backstage fight with Jungle Boy Jack Perry. That's Luke Perry's son. Yeah. Uh, no one touches All Luke Perry's son. Wondering. Nobody. No. Yeah. Kind of like baby. Hey, hey, you know what? You know what? I got this. I got this. 
They should have a 90210, yeah. a 90210 match. And like Jason jump in and Jenny Garth and <laughs> Tori Spelling. And then, uh, oh, but like, C- but CM Punk, he's allowed to tag in from like Melrose Place or something. Oh wow! <laughs> or maybe <laughs> Ally McBeal, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta uh- get an angle. <laughs> yeah, they got in a fight yep. backstage, like during, like, and I think CM, it was like CM Punk's match. Yeah, um, it was. Uh- there's a lot of stories, but there was a grappling match that that went on. But this is CM Punk's second fight. With who was he people. fighting? Uh, Perry, Jack Perry. Okay, I missed. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Now, okay, now, I got now you. he he got ended. So you know they they probably felt he antagonized. Were the they situation. were they weren't on the card together? Were no. They? Uh, no, they were not the. They made their own card. Nope. No, no, no. Yeah. I th- I think Perry's match had just ended. Okay. And um, so, do you think there was some? I think Paris. Yeah. Do you, so? Do these guys have uh, bad blood before? Do we know? Uh, well, you know, I think with CM Punk, he's just got bad blood with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He's he's very. I don't know. Yeah. He's I don't know a he? jerk. Just a, a what they call a jerk. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I think that's basically yeah. his problem. Yeah. It don't sound like there's a lot of people that work with them. Yeah. That's pretty sad. Uh, that's, that's why they made a collision. Co- correct. They they split because they're they were like, look, I mean they want him because he's a big draw and he's a good talent, but yeah. Uh, you had the young bucks and Kenny Omega who's basically the, they're like the foundation of AEW and they're like, we're not working with this guy. Sounds like they have more than enough. No offense, Subway. Maybe no, no, no. I well, it depends where he goes. Um, yeah, I could partner up with him. Um, I I would love that. Uh, use the cult of personality theme song. Oh my god, legendary. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to write that down. <laughs> um. Oh. Okay. Um. But yeah. Um. On. I mean, sucks for CM Punk. But yeah, I guess. I mean, yes. He has been a locker room problem. Um, now I don't know what happens with Collision going forward, um, because I know he was like the. What happened? Is that like a show, like a certain night? Yeah, it's it's one of their shows. It's uh Saturday nights. Um. So uh yeah, AEW has like three shows a week. Uh, Dynamite. Rampage and Collision, uh, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Um, and yeah, Collision was just was surrounding CM Punk. Uh, also, allegedly, um, I'm saying allegedly, um, most likely to be true. He did also get into a uh, argument with Miro, uh, or some de- or if any of you guys don't know. Uh, Miro was Rusev in WWE, Rusev Day. Right. Yep. Um, he did. There was there were some things that um, some people have said that they did get in a, a backstage argument. Uh, what I can confirm is that not only CM Punk did have a fight with Jack Perry, but he also got into a heated argument with Tony Khan, the CEO. 
um, of AEW. Um, and yeah, we're a physical yeah, fight. No, he didn't get a physical fight. Just heated argument. Almost. Well, he he already did it once before. Um, yeah. When the the first fight at the press conference, he was kind of talking shit about Tony right there. Yep. So CM Punk's doing himself no favors and making him uh, uh, a very hireable, hireable, hireable. Does that sound right? No. Uh, talent. No. In the world so of professional wrestling. Not not so much. You notice. He wants to retire. No. Wow. Uh, well, he did. I mean, before AEW, he was actually considered retired. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, here's the thing. A lot of people want him back in WWE, but I don't think people realize that him and Triple H still don't get along with each other. Um, also, I don't know if anyone's going to want to work with him. Um, Why would you? That's too much. So I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think WWE needs him. They, they got so much great talent. They don't. He, I, I think he would just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Hey, Big Mike. Uh, um, NASCAR, real quick. Mm-hmm. We're going into the playoffs. We had the first round. Mm-hmm. Kyle Larson already punched his ticket. Yeah, he sure did. With a victory in the Southern 500. Bubba Wallace made it through. Bubba made it through so far. He 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 ran pretty good. He, he was... ran good. I think Bubba with the drivers, he's right now, he's I don't think he is he's in the cutoff. He, oh no, he he need he, he needs, needs he needs to have a good race the next two races, or he's not gonna transfer to the round of twelve. Correct. How many races are left? There's nine. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. So the NASCAR season is quickly Coming, yeah. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports looked pretty decent this past weekend. Um, Harvick got knocked out though. Harvick is still so he's still in contention. We got. I th- oh, ne- I thought he he didn't. The, there's two more ra- two more races before. Oh, oh, okay. Before there any drivers are knocked out of for the playoffs. I was confused on how they kept showing that. I, I could have sworn they're, there was they're showing what they do on the brace broadcast, who's in, who's out. That really confused me how they did it. Because they weren't showing the way they were showing the graphic, I, I was like, oh, it's this race? I was like, I could have sworn it was a couple races. It's it's two more okay. races. We have this coming weekend is Kansas intermediate track. Yeah. Um I think Kevin Harvick, he 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 can transfer. Sure. Are they just showing I'd like to. I mean, it's his last, uh, his season. last season. What's Are that sweet? Are they showing predictions? That Not predictions. They're showing. So there's 16 drivers in the playoff right now. So to, there's three races. And at the end of three races, four drivers will no longer be in contention for the playoffs. Um. To transfer to the next round. You either have to A, win a race, or B, have enough points to continue. What NASCAR does so that the 16 drivers in the playoffs, when we go into the first three playoff races, their points are raised to 2,000 points plus their bonus points that they've earned through the season. That way, nobody below 
16th place in the standings can it say in 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 uh theory right be any higher in the points so when the four drivers who will fall off after the third race of this round they will return to their normal point which they'll include points they've accumulated in the first three races and then everybody who's the 12 drivers still in the playoffs their point total goes to 3000 plus their playoff points at transfer. So you'd have to bust your tail to make it from from the round of 16 to the round of 12, yeah. from the round of 12 to the round of 8, and then you have your four drivers who will go to Phoenix to compete for the championship. Wow. Correct. So just like other sports in NASCAR right now, everybody has a grid. Who are your final four guys? Mm-hmm. Wait, so just four people are going to be out of track together? No, everybody will be racing. No, everyone will be that's, racing. That's the, that's the neat thing about NASCAR's playoff system. Right now, 16 drivers are eligible for the playoffs, but 36 drivers are on the racetrack. Uh-huh. So non-playoff drivers can affect playoff drivers. And in the final race at Phoenix, the final four drivers competing for the championship are racing with everybody else as well. So everybody else can affect the final four. So right now on the bubble, Casey's got it pulled up. We got Bubba. Yeah. And then you have Kevin Harvick, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Michael McDowell. Um, It's... But I think the two guys who have the best chance of transferring, my opinion, would be Bubba or Kevin. Ricky, Michael McDowell, I don't I don't see them transferring. Um yeah. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Ricky and just because it's uh Brad Daughtery. Because everyone's like, hey, Michael Jordan's involved in racing I'm like Brad Daughtery. Uh again, overshadowed in his career by Michael Jordan. He's been his career with Right, losing to Jordan a lot, but I'm like, you guys been very involved in motorsports, big time, big time racing fan. Love him. I, I like when they have him in the booth. You know, uh, sometimes on Brad does a good job. He's a, he's an excellent, he's an excellent, excellent, excellent analyst. He, and a great he, ambassador for this. A great ambassador for NASCAR. Uh, he is usually paired with Kyle Petty. Mm. They'll they'll go to him during the race, and then they cover the post race. Uh, it's Kyle, um, Dale Jarrett, and Brad, who are our post-race guys that will analyze what happened on the racetrack and what's going forward. So it, it's right now we are in the infancy of the playoffs. There, they, they, a lot can happen. It's kind of exciting. We're coming down. I got a pick. I'm I'm gonna throw out what I think the final four. Final four, okay. Larson, just because I think it's he's just dialed in. He's just always up there. Um, Busher, I just like how he's been racing lately. I think he's in a groove. He's kind of hot. I like to ride a hot hand. Uh, Martin Truex, because why not? It's a Jersey guy. And then uh, Harvick because this is last year. All right, uh, yeah. let's. I'll, I'll give you my championship picks, and then we'll, we'll we'll see how we do over the next nine weeks. 
Okay. I'm going to say Kyle Larson, William Byron, mm -hmm. Denny Hamlin, and my final pick. I think I'm going to go Martin Truex Jr. So it's going to, I think it's going to be a Hendrick versus Joe Gibbs final four. William Byron also has a name of like a Supreme Court right. justice from like the 19th century or he could have been like, I bet his parents named him like that. They're like, yeah, you know, or like he could have been like a Kentucky senator, like, you know, around 1850 or something like it was him and Henry Clay. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it, got, got that he sounds British. Yeah. Thank you. He's royalty. But he's from Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> so close. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, shout out to Brad. Well, Kay. you know, Charlotte is the Queen City. So maybe ah. there, there's some royalty there. We hit that nail on the head, Subway. We connected the dots <laughs> in a jagged, ugly way. Because that's how we do it on Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats. Jagged and ugly. It's <laughs> mm. so, motto. And if you don't like that, take those uh, jag and choke it down with some Sunny D uh, vodka seltzers. Now, here's here's a here's what's also interesting, Melissa. Going into the playoffs with NASCAR, everybody else who's racing, who the other thirty or twenty drivers who are not right now who are not eligible for the playoffs. They can win a race. They're not excluded. They're competing yeah. on the same racetrack. Sure. They're competing. They're competing for prize money and points, oh. and do maybe a ride for next year. Yeah. Sure. Do the points carry over or no? Carry over in what respect? So next year, no. No. Okay. So at the end of this season, come Phoenix, checkered flag at Phoenix. Your points total will determine where you end up in the final rankings. For Reason, that'll determine how much money you make uh, from NASCAR, how much prize money for the end of the season. Um, typically, the top 16 guys show up at the, the awards banquet, sometimes the top 20 guys. Uh, that is now in Nashville for the last several years yeah. is where they're holding the, the awards banquet, I which I think is it fitting. Right. Yeah, yeah. They were doing it in Las Vegas for several years, which, again, party city i think nashville is the party city of the east now a lot of people call it nash vegas mm. oh i heard smashville smashville uh. yeah so nashville has quite the reputation to be a fun town they're both like well you know subway's got a place down in nashville yeah i Does can really? confirm hey. it's a fun place yeah I'm a big fan of Nashville, Tennessee. I think oh, they're yeah. both in it. He's like a deputy right? mayor down there. Wow. Yeah. Subway you deputy know. mayor. Yep. Aren't they both inexpensive somewhat for hotels and then you pay for everything else when you're there? I'm sure it's not inexpensive because tourism is yeah. big in Nashville. It's not their only industry. Yeah. Uh, not to be like a nerd and dorky guy, but a lot of your medical industry as far as the medical uh, the the insurance side of the medical industry is centered in nashville nashville is the capital of the state um music city right yep yeah that's a big driver for them sure mm -hmm. oh yeah and they got they got space they got a lot of hotel space so 
conventions yeah. and everything else, just like like Las Vegas. Yeah. Any 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 city that has a lot of hotel space. Yeah, conventions. Be a, yeah, conventions. Yeah. You'll be a draw for conventions. So, mm-hmm. you know, Nashville is not a one trick pony. Mm-hmm. Much like you know I what? Am. I think Nashville still has the last Peabody hotel. Does it? Really? Yeah. The no, 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 no. Uh, Memphis has a Peabody. Oh, then maybe that's it's it, Memphis then. because yeah. you can go see the duckies. Yeah, I was just about to. And say that's that. I heard that's pretty cute. Um, oh like yeah, to... it's like a whole thing. They're like. Burr, 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 burr. And like, here they, come they, the little mallards. Yeah, and they walk out and then they I put them in a, um, go to the elevator and then they go upstairs to like a pool area and they swim around. Yeah. They're 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 duck. That, that that was one of the nicest hotels I ever stayed at. The one that used to be in Orlando, and I think it's um, I don't think it's a JW Marriott. I think it's like whenever like a high. I've never stayed in a high end hotel. That. Mm. Well, a friend was actually in town for a conference, and they were running the conference there. I just kind of popped in there, in there. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." I so, stayed there once by mistake. How do you stay in a hotel by mistake? It's New Year's Eve, and you're not going to drive. No, and no. You end up somehow. Is that really considered? But... Is that really considered an accident? No. I would say it it's, yeah, well, I guess you can interpret it. It is. It's like an intentionally stay. Right. Didn't really have a choice. I oh. put myself in the situation also. But don't we all do that in our, our lives? But those ducks made me want, I was like, I'm going to get married here one day. Hmm. Well, you have I'm the ducks here. in your wedding. This is awkward. <laughs> hey, I'd like to have my wedding here. But it's on the con- the the condition that the ducks. Yes, we know where to get ducks, case, don't we? I was hoping there'd be chinchillas actually involved. Chinchillas, in yeah. yeah, you know, it's a little more exotic. Yeah, no. You know, people like release doves or whatever. <laughs> You're gonna release chinchillas? Yeah, release chinchillas. Ah, that's nice. Like there you go, little fellas. Yeah, no. Be way. free, fellas. Nope. There you go. There you go. Nope. That'd be interesting. That'd be different. That'd be different. Or or everyone gets an apple and then um you have you to throw it there. at somebody? No, uh and then there's a bunch of groundhogs. The groundhogs and what? they're gonna like you then you feed them. Do groundhogs like <laughs> apples? They like a lot of food. They're, I bet this they're, they're not choosy. No, they're ground hogs. They're like hogs, but they stay close to the ground. That's oh. the name. And uh, so they do like to eat. And yeah. because they eat a lot, they don't grow tall. They just grow they grow like wide. Water. Yeah. Do they eat a lot of apples? Or are we trying they'll to eat, they'll, they'll, they'll eat an apple. We're trying to we're trying to give them a more balanced diet right. with the apples. Well, here's the, the thing. The apple is also there's toothbrush, so it'll probably help their teeth <laughs> and breath. That's true. That's true. Uh the the uh an apple actually does kind of scrub your teeth. It's kind of neat. So does celery. Mm. Yeah, it has negative calories. Yes. Negative calories like, oh, have a calorie. <laughs> I love celery. Do you like celery? <laughs> I do. I don't eat Just like food. stock celery, nothing on it? Eh, I'll eat it, you know. You um, won't get it, go out of your way for it. 
Yeah, if it's there, it's there. Yeah. No, I but I'll, like I'll snack on celery, I guess. Yeah. Oh, you do too. I mean, I'm more like I'll throw a little peanut butter on there, but oh, that's that makes yeah. it a little more exotic, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I like it more like with soups and stuff like that. I'll use it, you know. So definitely for cooking. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Great for cooking. Lady Lady Jill and I went out to dinner this past week. Uh, we did go to Applebee's. Had a quite a nice mm-hmm. Applebee's is pretty solid. Yep, no, not bad. I, I think it just depends on who runs it, but uh, yeah, they can be good. We had quick service. Yeah. Good waitress. We we sat in the bar area. Um, we had a discussion about mushrooms. Mm. And I think mushrooms are very polarizing, much like maybe some. Like politics, you know? Yeah. Do you like mushrooms? Do you not? You know, right. don't don't discuss mushrooms with people you don't know. Because yeah. you may offend them. Look, religion, politics, and mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah, it's just, these are the things you don't talk about. So Lady Jill and I, she ordered the Bourbon Street Chicken and Shrimp. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Fine dish. Fun. Good yeah. dish. Yeah. That comes with onions and mushrooms that are sauteed with the chicken and the shrimp. Cor- correct. Yeah. I ate the so mushrooms because Lady Jill is out on the mushrooms. Uh... No, but like when mushrooms, when they're sautéed in a sauce like that, they take, they take that on the, the they flavor. take on the flavor yeah. of the sauce. And I explained that to her that the mushrooms now taste like whatever flavors you have. Correct. We continued this conversation, at which point I believe I grossed out Lady Jill. <laughs> That's okay. I do that on a regular basis. <laughs> raw mushrooms. I could eat a freaking Ew. basket of them. I love them. I love a raw mushroom. Does it have a taste? I think my mom's the same way. I'm I'm not I'm not a it, it does it, have a taste. It's a it's a texture thing. It's a texture thing. It's definitely a texture thing. And texture is big in my world. The texture of a raw mushroom, I'm good with. Me and raw mushrooms are I'd no, probably be better the, with a raw one now that you say it than a cooked one. They're uh, It's it's really weird for me. It's almost spongy, no? Yeah. I, I really have to chew it back. When I may chew it back, I mean the vomit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. See, it's, but look, um, I'll eat mushrooms. I'm cooked. Uh, I, I like a good portobello. Portobello's fun. Oh, you know? sure. But I'm not. I'm not too adventurous. Like, like a white button or just a stock. Yeah. I mean, old. I'm not gonna go like a morel and shiitake and I'm all the eat. other. I, I'm out. You know, and, and that's like a lot of Asian or even certain European dishes um, have some. Those weird... those mushrooms are very, yeah, in those dishes. I, I'm a big fan. Uh, I... Oyster mushrooms. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Listen, the warm beer and in the cheap seats budget does not allow for that shit. We're like the uh, cheap. Thank More like you know, when you have White hot button. dogs and then you're going to boil them and you're like, oh, let's pour put a little beer. beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's more our speed. We talked about mm-hmm. that. And you just toast your hot dog buns in the oven. Just set it at 250, throw them in there for a few minutes. Boom, bing, bing, boom. You got a meal. You're good. <laughs> hot dogs and beer, boil them in the beer. It's like your dinner and your beverage all together. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and... Toast the buns. <sighs> that sounds so nice. Oh, I'm honey buns. Yes, and I'm potato buns. Wait, no, I'm butter buns. Butter buns. Butter I was going to say honey buns, like as in them. the pastry. I'm honey butter buns. 
I'm potato buns. I'm broken buns. <laughs> yes. Broken buns. <laughs> broken buns. Broken buns. I'm that hot dog bun that splits in half, and you're like, what do I do with it now? Oh, is it? You're a gluten-free one. Even the gluten-full ones will do that. <laughs> oh, where were we? Oh, up in New York. The coolest hot dog buns you'll ever see. They were. Did you see this? They were sliced on the side instead of the top. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't get those. Uh, those you know weird. what? You know who does that? You can get those from Pepperidge Farms. Makes those. That's what they were. They were Pepperidge, Pepperidge Farms. Farms. It's a little funky. The aesthetics of it—they're very weird. So, fans out there in Radio Land, we're in beer in the cheap seat podcast land. Instead of the buns being sliced on the side, as Sweet Melissa stated, they're sliced over the top like the crown of the bun. I thought it was so smart. Pepperidge Farm. Pepper. Times that that old bastard with the glasses. Yeah, I remember. You could tuck the dog in that way. Listen, I'm okay. Uh, you know, all the bun is is a delivery device for the hot dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not too concerned about how it's sliced. Taste is important, but sliced. You know, I, I don't give a shit. Now, I, I guess they do that to make them, I guess, less prone to splitting, as I describe myself as the split hot dog bun. Yeah. That's what I mean. You can tuck your dog. Yeah, t- tuck your dog. That sounds weird. I know, it does. That sounds very Don't transgendery. Do, do you mind if tuck I go, dog. like, uh, just sideways real quick? Uh, uh, that's what this show's all about, is going sideways. So, listen, a lot of uh, the Reviews Without Remorse podcast. Boop, boop. Uh, and they were talking, and I'm pretty early in on it. And they, I mean, these are, like, older ones. And they are talking a lot of uh, Die Hard and a lot of those movies. Okay. What were they talking about? Well, they're they're reviewing These the movies, films. and okay. the first one, I I agree the assessment. It's a great action movie. I, I think the first one is. I, I'm not going to get into the whole is it a Christmas movie or not. It's a re, it's a ridiculous concept. We've but, covered that several times on the show. <laughs> now, listen to them guys, um, and I, I'm going to reach out to Joe about this because he is way off basis on this, but. The second one and the third one, I think I view it totally different than they do. Um, I hated the second one. I thought it was. Well, I don't think I've even. It. It, it's ridiculous. It's at the airport, and then all of a sudden, like he puts his lighter down, and the plane blows up here. Now let it, me ask it, you it a kills question. The terrorist. This, it's, this, it's, this. it's 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 it, all right. It was a series that never need to happen. Like Die Hard was great. It doesn't make sense to make a sequel. He was an everyday man. Wait, I, I, did you like the second one or no? Did no, I, I hated the second oh, one. Okay, I actually, I thought it was all right. I, I think again, no point in having it. Okay. Uh, saw that in the theater with Jake and Darren. Hmm. Um, you know, for some reason they're like. Hey, he needs Samuel L. Jackson to be <laughs> budding around. And so I guess the story is like that was supposed to be like 
originally a lethal weapon movie so that kind of makes a little bit more sense but it, it jeremy irons it's all right and you know the connection he's supposed to be alan rickman's brother and so your connection to the first movie the fourth one's ridiculous i don't know everyone's hacking up uh, there's five of them the fourth one just, just it's just uh, god awful over the top stunts on over top the of the top. So that's the point when that's they jumped movie. the shark. Oh, they jumped the shark. I think they jumped the shark by making a second one. But you know, I, I don't know. It's like if you had a movie that made money, they're like, we got to, mm-hmm. and, and rather than just Give letting it be, shot. yeah, just let it be. It just didn't make sense. I don't know. Huh. That that's just. That's my take on it. I'll harass Joe about it on another day. I just, I did. You'd never seen the second one, no. so I guess you got no frame of reference. No frame and you of don't reference. have no. I, I didn't see the second one because I really didn't care to see the second one. The first movie was fine, okay, okay. Die Hard, great. Uh, it was an enjoyable film, but I, I did not enjoy it enough to be like, wow. Let me see the second one. Let me see if it lives up to all the hype. That the one ended up having. I might have seen parts of it. Actually, oh, but. you would like this though. Like the whole story of like Die Hard, though. Uh, it was based off like um, a novel, and it, it, it somehow tied into something that was like a character that Frank Sinatra oh. had mm-hmm. played like in the '60s. Oh, I think I've heard this. So technically. They had to offer the film to Frank Sinatra first. First. And Frank you know, was a bit older at this point. Frank was older and he's no, not not interested. So, you know, they go about casting a movie, which everyone turned down this movie. I mean, everyone. And I mean, they tried to get Schwarzenegger. They had all the big ones, the Schwarzeneggers, the uh, Stallones, whatever. And they went down and went down and went down and everyone kept turning it down. Bruce Welsh was a TV guy. Uh, Moonlighting. Moonlighting. Fantastic. Yeah, great show. show. Um, Anyway, so he takes it and, you know, his, the rest is history. Like, Moonlighting, he kisses ass. And this film kind of really, this made him. This made him. So uh, the guy that directed uh, Kiernan, though, um, he also did one of my favorite action movies which I think a lot of people don't understand is last action hero. Oh, that's great movie. I I, like that movie. I love last action hero. I think it's ACDC did the theme song big gun. I I think it's a movie kind of got lost in translation. Some America was ready for someone to kind of make fun of action movies a little bit, like where it was tongue in cheek. Sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think if you watch it today, it's, it's, uh, it ages well, and and first off, Charles Dance is a fantastic actor. I think he always makes a great villain. Uh, and if you watch Game of Thrones, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, that's right. I want to watch. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, uh, it's it's it's. I, I, did, I, it's did, is this movie. another fun film? Movie. I think you and I saw this one together. I, actually, we did see this yeah. in the theater uh, again. Yeah. A film Mike and Casey saw. Here's the thing: we saw it. We were excited leaving it, and I think like by like Monday, like everyone's like that movie, so, like it, it tanked. <laughs> it, it hurt Schwarzenegger. It hurt his career 
kind of stop it at that really? point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the whimsy of the movie. I thought it was good. Like, yeah, yeah, like you said, this is a film that kind of poked fun at the action movies at the time. It, it did, it, you know, and it took like you know where I don't know they walked out into the real world and you know. Yeah, so Arnold Schwarzenegger's character was a movie. He was actually a fictional character. Fictional character. He was a character in the movie that walked out, walked of, the, out of the movie correct. into real life. Befriended a little boy, young boy. But so the villain came out too. Yep. Yeah. Charles Dance character. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was a fun movie. Hmm. Um, Subway, are you still standing by though? Yeah, speaking of last, uh, speaking of uh, action movies, um, a little something based on uh, action movies. Mm. Wait, wait. Let's. let's are we? Uh, ten, are we ready for it? Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Subway's list. Subway's list. Subway wait, wait. So, did we like accidentally segue into what the list is this week? Yeah, yeah. You guys, wow. know how accidents can happen. Hey, everybody out there in Radio Land, we didn't do this on purpose either. Yeah, trust me. I'm glad that you guys uh, uh, talked about uh, action movies. Well, first off, let me just say, Last Action Hero is a great movie. First, I not on movie. the list. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes, not on the list. Not um, on the list. Second and third diehards, I got to rewatch before I get my opinion out. <laughs> not um, on the list. Not on the list. Um, this list. Um, so last two weeks, um, or last two episodes, uh, we did the top ten greatest actors of all time and greatest actresses of all time. Correct. And um, I know some of the guesses... Um, were action movie stars. So, here's the list of the top ten best action movie stars of Ooh, all time. Oh, I like I like this. I like and this. This is so male and female are both in the, are both eligible mm-hmm. in this list. We're not splitting it up. That, okay. That's, that's kind right. of interesting. That, that's that's a little bit more inclusive. We we like that. My answer. I'm going to use answers from last week. I think we are inclusive on Warrior in the cheap seats. And um, the uh, the source is uh, the man the manual the manual dot com. All right. So I guess this is the the part of the show where we start guessing. <laughs> yes. All right, uh, let's start with Big Mike. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go for low hanging fruit. I'm gonna go for how about Jean Claude Van Damme? Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude Van Damme is not on the list. Of course he's not because I picked him. (laughs) All right, all right, right, Casey. Let's see what you got. Uh, You know. A guy that I'd say at least his first two movies were just so perfect for action. Um, one of them being hard to kill. Um, it's got to be Steven Seagal. Oh, good choice. Steven Seagal. 
is not on the list. Oh, what? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, so I, I, I mean, maybe this is biased. I love how Casey is surprised. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right, all right, sweet Melissa. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Not on the list. You're talking saying Groot is not on this list. Correct. Yeah, right. Wait, are we saying they're good actors? Yeah, these are popular? action action movie action movies. stars. All right. Action movie stars. Popularity or that they're good at acting? No, this is this is definitely not popular. I mean, I don't think this is popularity because if so, Jean-Claude Van Damme would be on this list, honestly. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um. All right. Let's take it back to big. I'm going to go for low hanging fruit right now. How about Arnold? Arnold, uh, he, this is the best thing Big Mike could ever imagine. Arnold is number one. Um, oh, Arnold. Arnold from Austria. You, you got you to gotta feel the pump. You got to feel the pump. Hans and Franz. <laughs> I yep. took the low Ar hanging fruit. Yep, Arnold Schwarzenegger is number one. Congrats, Big Mike. You got Thank the you. top of the list. Number one, baby. Big all right. Well, all I, right, I got to. All right. So I got to go with uh, a guy that likes to escape from cities and also one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and the Pork Chop Express and Big Trouble in Little China. I got to have a little Kurt Russell on my there list. There you go. Kurt Russell. Uh, Kurt Russell. I love him personally. He is not on the list, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You got to be kidding me. Cheese and rice. Yeah, I was not pretty thrilled. Hmm. All right, sweet Melissa. Jackie Chan. Ooh, Ooh good choice. Jackie yeah. Chan. Jackie Chan is number four. There we go. Uh, All right. Nice. I, I love. I love Rush Hour. I'll, let me let me just say the first the first two. I I really. Enjoyed the third one. I didn't really care so much, but we'll see what happens in, for the fourth Rush Hour movie that's supposed to come out very soon. Wow. Mm. Hmm. Didn't know that was happening. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right, Big Mike. How about um, Jamie Lee Curtis? Mm. Going for the Jamie, ladies. Jamie Lee Curtis is, is not on the list. All right. All right, so I think if we have Jackie there, uh, he's renowned for his stunts and, you know, uh, an international movie star, I want to think of another internet that really kind of paved the way for guys like Jackie and other guys after that. Got to go Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah, good choice. Bruce Lee, what a legend. He's not on the list. What? No oh, okay. He defines, like, karate okay, films. I know. And he literally defines a whole like discipline whole of genre of kung fu. No, uh, not on the fucking list. Nope. All right, sweet Melissa. Sandra Bullock. Oh, okay. Sandra Bullock. Old Sandy. Uh, Sandra Bullock is not on the list. All right, I'm trying to think where they're going, but yeah. all right. I, I guess it's all back right, to me right. now. Yep. Clint Eastwood. Uh, 
Clint Eastwood. I believe that was one of your guesses uh, from the greatest actors of all time. Yep, yep. Um, he's not on the list. All right. Not surprised. My favorite stuff's on the all list. All right, I got to go with uh, a guy that just likes to shoot people right in the head. Um, the assassin known as Keanu. Ooh, Keanu Reeves cool. is number six. All right. Yeah. Look at that. Old Keanu. He did like Without four. Sandra? Yeah. No Sandy, yeah. but Keanu. Matrix, John Wick, Speed is my one my favorite movie of his. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, He's also Johnny yeah. Utah in, uh, you know, that's movie. What? Oh, oh that's a uh, yeah. movie. Good, good film. Great uh, movie. Whoa, you robbed a bank. Whoa. So I guess that, that takes us right back to Melissa. Yeah. I yep. just forgot my answer. Hold on. I had it and then it went away. I can't read it. Well. <laughs> See how good I am at cheating? Yeah. <sighs> just throw a name out there. Just so anybody you can say Donald name. Duck. I yeah. don't. It's Donald just Duck. any. No, I had a good one though. Hmm. Folks, this is what happens when you do live broadcasts. It's not my fault. Yep. It just went away. Yeah, that's what they all say, sweet Sylvester. Oh yeah. Is that Sylvester the cat or Sylvester Stallone? Stallone. <laughs> Sylvester is Stallone is number eight. Man, there well, we go, Sly. Who helped me, Casey Bauer did? I saw him yeah. on the episode. Oh, yeah. Listen, I was watching Kojak on METV. Oh, he was TV, a, yeah, yeah. And he was on an episode of Kojak. Yeah. He was like a bad cop. I was like, hey, that's Rocky. Rocky's not a bad guy. And you know what's funny is I almost said Rocky, and I'm like, well, it probably isn't under that. No, nah, you got when I say use the actor's yeah. real name. So all right, so let's go one more round and then um, we'll, we'll wrap run this through up. the list. Yeah, yeah. All right, I guess it's one more round for me. Yep. Go slow because I want to remember my answer. How about? Mm, how about let's say action movie star drawn a blank. See. Contagious. It's tough, man. Let's let's. Oh, John Cena. Oh, no. John Cena on the list. All right, there you go. You said that with like a smile on your face. I did. <laughs> Me? No, I think Subway did. <laughs> I I see what the message board is saying. I'm I'm gonna go in another direction, and it's uh probably gonna uh oh, no. elude me, but. What I'm going to go is the guy that's been doing um, a lot of, uh, let's say, espionage films. And it's got to be uh, Tom Cruise. Tom no, Cruise. you took mine. Tom Cruise is number two. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Tom Cruise, Great number mind. two. Think you know, that was my answer for the last round. I just forgot it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And for real. All right, well. For real. Sweet Melissa, you got to finish it up. Um, William Smith. Will William, Smith. 
Oh, 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 you're talking about, oh, the Will Smith. She's, okay. Yeah, she's talking about the catcher for the Here Dodgers. Yeah. Um, oh, she's talking about the catcher for the Dodgers. Yeah, I yeah. figured I figured that would be it. Uh, sorry, he's not on the list. Will Smith's not on the list? Uh, nope. Because well, he's banned from everything. Well, uh, no, because he's a baseball player. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, how, how, well it, hypothetically, she was saying the... Uh, you know, the actor. Yeah, the guy, the guy from Men in Black, and Fresh yes. Yeah, but he's not on the list. Sorry, he's not on the list. How how is that possible? I mean, I in, Independence bad. Day. Uh, I mean, Men in Black. Men in Black, one and two. Um, I mean, every, every Fourth of July, he had like mm -hmm. the big blockbuster action movie. You're right. Wow. All right, all right, all right. So, all right, let's run it down. Who's who's number ten? Scarlett Johansson. What? What action movies has she been in? Uh, she did. Oh, she did some Marvel Avengers. Movies, yeah. yeah. All right, boo. Whatever. All right. Number nine, Chuck Norris. Oh, that's a wait. You have Chuck Norris, but not Bruce Lee. <laughs> Yeah, good point. Mm -hmm. That's kind of that, shitty. That's that's a list. I mean, I get it. You got the horror of the ranger upon you. He but sang that, didn't he? Yeah, he sang that. He, 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 he shit the bed with it. Case you want to? Whoa! Wow. What's what's never, number? Wait, hold on. Yeah, I yeah. bet you that um somebody the, dear yeah. to Joe Darlington's heart will be on this list. Um, c could be, could be. Number seven. Yep. Sigourney Weaver. Excuse me? Sigourney Weaver. Well, you know, um, she was great in Aliens movies, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all right. We'll give her that. Go Sigourney. Yeah. Well, then Drew Barrymore. Number five. Yeah. <laughs> Number five is Harrison Ford. Oh yeah! Oh, get off my plane! We're not gonna argue with you on that one. Yeah, Harrison's good. Yeah. I mean, you guys really can't. I mean, Han Solo, Indiana Jones, Blade Runner. It's like, yeah, you yeah, can't the, really argue. All those Tom Clancy movies he did, and yep. Uh, and then finally, number three. You guys were just talking about him. Yeah, Bruce it's gonna Willis. Be old Bruce Willis. Wait, I thought well, the message was... board they kept oh. uh, mentioning him. No, he was saying no to uh, I don't know something else. Oh. <laughs> he was giving us some red herring. Yes, uh, Steven uh, Seagal. Yeah, Steven Seagal. I, look, Steven Seagal's Hard to Kill is like one of the best action movies. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Look, it, I I don't want to get into his per personal politics or you know what he is and any of that shit. But those, those fir the first two action movies he did um, was, was unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. And then he got then he got fat. Yeah. I he did. I would have put John Claude Van Damme on the list just based on Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Well. Oh, he was huge. He cheated on his wife during the set. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, Van Damme did have a lot of action movies. Yeah. 
Uh, you know what? And actually another guy that, that should, I really think now looking back on it, you know, you have Jackie, but you know, no love for Jet Li. I mean, Jet Li did a lot of foreign films. He came to the American side a little late, but movies he did were pretty, pretty darn solid. Yeah. Uh, you know, another guy that I think could have gotten a mention, uh, it's actually on the chat, uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Mm. Just, he was I, in action movies? Oh, yeah. They they keep kidnapping his family. And, oh, uh, yeah, take you it. know, he gets a little Star angry. I got a yeah. certain set of skills, you know, that guy. Yeah. I know how to Yeah, let's not forget, uh, yeah, let's not forget Liam Neeson was also in uh, Star Wars, too. Yep. Why was Gina Davis on the chat? Well, someone's got hots for her. Oh. <laughs> but she did she did some action movies though, uh like you know, in the nineties. Oh. Um, I bet I bet they want to put the X and sex on Gina Davis. All right, settle down there, Gene Simmons. <laughs> or are you Paul Stanley tonight. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. yeah. That's that's how the show goes. No no no. No no no. Is it Shanana? Yeah. Chin chin. All right. So. Oh, uh, for her birthday. Happy th- birthday, Cha Cha Cha. Yeah, there you go. Chin chin. You ready? Uh, all right, Subway. Uh, just stand yep. by, but uh, good list as always. Absolutely. Always the good list. Big mics. Cosmic uh, country. I don't know why they name it. We'll do it again. Let's try it again. Oh, I just remembered it. Big Mike's Cosmic Cosmic Country Cavalcade. Cavalcade. Thank you, Casey. Take it away, not Big Ed. So I I was elected to fill Big Ed's shoes. Montecito, very busy this time of the year. Yes, it is. So we do need two weeks in a row without an album reviewed. It's tough. It's tough. So we'll be all right. Uh, Big Ed, this is, uh, I did my very best to follow in your footsteps. And man, uh, let me tell you, I, I commend you for all the research and work that you put into these albums. It's tough. So uh, on the Cosmic Country Cavalcade this week, we're going to review a little country rock album by one of my favorite country rock groups. It's the New Riders of the Purple Sage, which were a little offshoot band known as the Grateful Dead. At this point, this was their their fourth studio album. And Jerry Garcia had already departed the band so that the new writers could tour separate from the Grateful Dead and kind of make it off into the big bad world of entertainment on their own. Hmm. So this, uh, this album, it's the adventures of Panama red. This album came out in October, 1973. It was recorded earlier in 73 at the record plant in South California. Uh, this is a recording studio. A lot of great rock and roll came out, came out of, um, and you know, this album was going to be an awesome album when the is a cartoon cowboy holding a joint mm-hmm. i'm like why wouldn't you pick this album up another fun fact is when you open up this album 
it's a gatefold album and for our listeners out there not familiar with a gatefold it's a it's a record album that's basically folded in half it has it opens like a book mm-hmm. on the inside of the gatefold the lyrics of panama red are there in comic strip comic strip form on the album we have john dawson also known as marmaduke lead vocals uh david nelson guitar and lead vocals dave tolbert bass and vocals as well as guitar and one of my favorite 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 all-time favorite steel guitar players buddy cage uh playing steel guitar on the album and spencer dryden on drums and percussion uh the producer of this album was norbert putnam he was part of the muscle shoals rhythm section so Michelle Shoals was a recording studio in Alabama. Most famous group, in my opinion, to come out of Shoals or the recording studio was uh, our good old Florida boys, Leonard Skinner. Mm, excellent. So Muscle Shoals is a place, right? Now. Yeah, in Alabama. Okay, just checking. So um, we talked about the gatefold. So the lyrics to Panama Red form Panama Red. Everyone out there, if you're not well-versed in marijuana mm-hmm. Panama Panama red is a strain of marijuana and uh, Panama red in this case is also a cowboy this uh, as I mentioned this was her fourth studio album uh, this is their only album to go gold it was uh, it ended up number 55 on the Billboard top 100. The only other album to do better was Power Glide, but the Power but Power Glide did not go gold. Power Glide was in '72, which I think is a little stronger album than this album, and it st- Power Glide stays truer to their uh, Grateful Dead type roots. But less uh, Panama Red, good, good, good country rock album. Uh, now let's get to the tunes on this piece of wax. Yes. So this album definitely is straight, straight up heavy country rock album and heavy on the country and really heavy on drug references as well. And many and songs, not just the lead, the lead off of the album and the album's namesake, Panama Red, which it mentioned before is about marijuana or a drifting cowboy. You choose, <laughs> listen to the song, whatever you want to. Whatever you want to go with, I'll go with. Uh, I will mention as I do this review, I have an infinity to Buddy Cage and his steel guitar playing. His steel guitar playing is laced heavy, heavy, heavy through almost every song on this album. Uh, Sounds really great in Panama Red. Uh, In my years of being a student of country rock, I came across that this song was very popular in factory in the country of Ireland that this, this factory, and I'm not sure what they manufactured in this factory, but it was predominantly women and Panama red was really, really, really well liked. I don't think they got the drug reference. Maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know what Irish culture is like and Irish hippies are like if they even existed. I'm sure they did. Uh, but anyway, 
Next song on the album, it's all right. And I'm going to mention this. This album is a short album. There's 11 songs, only 29 minutes. So you this this album plays through very, very quickly. Uh, I think that it, it's not a bad thing. It, it's, it keeps up the, the, the album has good momentum. Songs are, songs are threaded together nicely. I don't think there's any lull in, in the album where you're like, okay, get through this song, let's get to the next one. It has good flow, which I think is hard to do when producing a record. I, I know I couldn't, I'm about as musical as a, as a potato chip, but that's just me, Big Mike. Next song, it's it's all right. This song, I feel, had a little more beat to it. This could have been played on uh, top forty radio and accepted. It does. It, it again, it does. It does have a lot of country infused in it. But steel guitar was appearing at this point in time in other music other than country music. Uh, and this song, just about. A good time together and good music. Next song on the album is Lonesome L.A. Cowboy. Now, this song has a special special place in old Big Mike's. This was the song that introduced me to the new writers of the Purple Sage. I can remember hearing this song on Outlaw Country on XM Radio, and it was during Apron, Spr- Apron Strings, which is a show during the day and um this song just blew me out of the water this was like wow this was i believe this was the song that really introduced me to genre of country rock this and um a few a few songs by one of my other favorite bands the flying burrito brothers which we won't get into that that's a later Cosmic Country Cowboy. So, and Lonesome L.A. Cowboy, again, a personal favorite. This is a song. Let me just give you a line out of the song, and we'll maybe get a gist of what this song is about. I've been smoking dope, snorting coke, trying to write a song, forgetting everything I know until the next line comes along. Hmm. Oh, that's like a nursery rhyme. This is does this kind of follow a theme in this this album? Drug references, but cool drug drug references in country music, which was unheard of in 1973. I thought it was yes. literally like a nursery rhyme. No, no, it's a country song. Um, this is again a song about a lonely young writer. His his longing for a love interest, and. A song again with that great Buddy Cage steel guitar solo in it. Next song's important, exporting, important, exporting man. What do you think this song's about? Oh. Yeah, it's about drugs. It's about oh. drugs. Uh, another great musical group uh, involved in this album was the Memphis Horns, and this had a great horn section in it. This is a little ditty about a guy out. It's okay, Sam. The important exporting man. He's in Mexico. What do you think he's looking for, everyone? That's right, drugs. So uh, in ex- he's in exotic locales looking for things you will love. Drugs. 
Next song on our list is One Too Many Stories. This is a song about a scorned lover uh, never going, uh, who's not going to believe the lies his lover has been telling him. Again, heavy, heavy country. This is definitely a country ballad. These are songs that in this day and age, they would have shown up on country radio. At this time, this music I don't think found a place. This music didn't have a place. It was too country for the rock stations, too rock for the country stations. I don't think anybody knew what to make of it. It, it definitely had a, a a niche following and still, in my opinion, probably still does. But cool songs, cool songs. Uh, next one, Kick in the Head. This is a song from all my studying on this album. Everybody said this was a drug reference song. I studied the lyrics and I, I couldn't find any drug references and maybe I'm missing something. You guys listen to it and let me know. But it really, to me, it was just a song of kind of lyrical nonsense that just sounded good together. Again, who am I? I'm big Ed, I'm Big Mike. <laughs> Our next song on this little journey through country rock, You Should Have Seen Me Running. Like, Again, a country, uh, a, a faster paced, sad country song about our hero in the song, our singer, our lyricist, singing about his lost lover with a lot of Buddy Cage, a lot of Buddy, Buddy Steel guitar in this song. Next song, Teardrops in My Eyes. Kind of a, again, as, Another sad song about lost love. I guess I guess our threads in this this album are lost love and drugs, which they can go together, I suppose. I was say. Yeah, absolutely, right? <laughs> and, but this song's a little more on the upbeat side and with a little 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 bit of a bluegrass flavor. Song after this one is LA Lady. Uh definitely full on country song. The L.A. lady, it, she's it, this song is about a lady battling heartbreak and her fortitude to keep going on. Uh, the next song on the list is I can't read my own handwriting. Bit type this. Uh, Me in my my hurry this week, I did not type the list. I can read doctors. So I can't. Want. Thank the day and thank the day. Definitely a swinging little tune. Um, just about being happy, carefree, living through the day and listening to some good music. I, I think this would be maybe before there was Yacht Rock. And I think it would fit very well in a Yacht Rock. And then the last, uh, last song to sew up this little country rock journey is cement clay and glass it's it's a it's a song about the urban sprawl as it's and we can as the urban sprawl paves over natural beauty and that does it for my little review of the adventures of panama red one of my favorite albums cool album Listen to it. The songs do a better job of telling their story than Big Mike can. 
But I'll leave you with this, cats and kittens. Country is a state of mind. Doesn't matter where you're standing in this country or in this great world. You can be country. So there you go. There you have it. There you have it. Thank you. That's the Cosmic Country Cosmic Country Cavalcade. Very good. All right. Good job, Big Mike. Thank you. Uh, I'm not a big Ed, but there you go. Yeah, well, you know, you didn't drive a car through a fence or something like that, and that's all right, you know, uh, but there's still time to put that Chrysler somewhere. Uh, you know, this was a great album. We we listened to this last week, you know, Big Mike pulled out the vinyl, post-show, we were listening to it, and it is a quick, it's a quick listen. I was like, oh, it's It's over. over. In when, fact, that was your comment. Oh, the album's over? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's I, over. I, I really enjoy it. It's fun. It's, it's definitely country rock. Um, you know, and I, I like also, look, we're, we're paired with, uh, naughty video and the captain and, you know, we're, we, we are lucky enough to be on there, uh, week to week. This would be a great album on that because it's an open, you know, where you're saying like, uh, when you made the comment, like they didn't know what to do with this song, like you can't play it here and there. That's what naughty radio is great. Naughty radio will play all these things that you know, um, and th- this this album kind of fits well, a in nice there. little fit in the, the and, and I mean it was world. it was kind of set as a a yacht rock you know uh, kind of more heavy format initially, and then you know as time went on, just kind of expanded that format. Th- this album kind of you know fit fits in that. Uh, this is an spirit. album that blurs lines. Yeah. Which and that's right. Hey, look, good music's good music. Though, it, right? it does. I agree. Uh, I, I, hey, throw in a good album and somebody's going to listen. Big Mike will listen. Mm. I'm listening. You're listening. Mm. Melissa's listening. I'm listening. Hopefully, Subway's listening. You never know with Subway. <laughs> I am Subway. Oh, all right. Uh, well, any, any final words before? Uh, Trip Fink takes us away. Just want to thank everybody for listening. Um, make sure you spread the news about Warren Beer in the Cheap Seats. But yeah. we appreciate you listening. We do this for you. And uh, I'll see you next week. I'll be here. How about you? Huh. Well, he went away. He did. So what do I we want say, to thank Gage? Subway, Sweet Melissa, Big Country Cosmic Cavalcade. I will catch you on Naughty Radio or anywhere else. And hey, Joe, we're gonna have a talk soon. Keep the sunny side up and the greasy side down.
Now our children have 